0: Welcome to the Digital Critical Gaming Podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Today is a very special podcast because we're only going to talk about one thing, and that's Dragon Age Inquisition.
1: Yay! Yay! (laughs)
0: Dragon Age! Your mateys, there'll be spoilers here. So if you're squeamish, don't listen. Wait. Shut it off now! Yeah.
1: So many spoilers. So many
0: spoilers. Much wow. So sorry. But, mm, not wow. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm joined by Mikey. He's over there. Ho, 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 everybody. Dan. He's right above me. Hello. Merry
1: Christmas, everyone.
0: And a special guest, Kara.
1: Hi, guys. Hey, Kara.
0: Hey. So, Kara, why don't you introduce yourself and your love for all things Bioware?
2: <laughs> this is true um well i really didn't play video games until i hit force unleashed and realized hey there's actually story in video games it's not just running around <laughs> shooting things and i was hooked at that point point. and um i played some final fantasy stuff and liked the storyline with that and then i hit uh um kotor knights of the Little republic and i'm like hey you could talk you could go around you actually develop. Relationships with the other characters, and you get to know them, and I was hooked. <laughs> and I never played another Final Fantasy game again, and pretty much I'm a Bioware junkie from that point forward. And so, yeah, Dragon Age, my, we actually had to get Mass Effect and get an Xbox, because my husband and I were uh, fighting over who got to play, whose turn it was to get the PlayStation 3 to play Dragon <laughs> Age Origins. <laughs> And
0: that's why you get so. things on PC because you can install in two places at once.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, ah. Not, not that's
1: that you don't install three places at once. <laughs>
0: yeah, because your CD key gets blacklisted at the yep. tip of a hat. I know
2: everything about that. <laughs> I remember that conversation. <sighs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. So, so all those Bioware games, I'm a junkie.
0: Hooray! And we do have to admit that Bioware does have some of the best storytelling in their games. They do very well. Yep. So, uh, we're going to start off... Well, we don't necessarily have to start off in the beginning, but I'm going to start off with your favorite point in the game. Like, that one point that either made you go, Whoa! Or take you a step back and go, Huh, I didn't see that coming. Mine was... Actually, in the beginning, um, when you're sitting there and you're trying to uh, survive that first battle and you close the rift with your arm hand thing. And I was just like, whoa, that is
3: (laughs) actually really cool. That was cool.
1: Okay, yeah, mine would definitely be. The reveal of Corypheus, because Corypheus had been a background DLC bad guy who was a complete throwaway guy. He was really cool being an ancient Tevinter dude, but, like, the fact he'd been brought back as the big bad guy for this, I mean, that's like bringing back, I don't know, um, oh, like, just a random revenant from Dragon Age 1 as the big bad guy and going no no this guy is far worse than you thought it was going to be he's going to destroy the world (laughs) it's just it's awesome yeah that That was just amazing definitely a bit
0: of a plot twist there
1: and then you throw a trebuchet bolt at a mountain and that's just awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) can I just say that trebuchets are the best medieval siege weapon ever designed (laughs) And if you don't like them, and you go with, oh, I like the catapults better, then shame on you. Very much shame on you.
3: My favorite part, of course, I didn't do a lot of story like uh, you guys have, because I got hooked the multiplayer and I got become a, a junkie. But anyway, um, I would say the first time I went through the story, I was going along and there was ice with water running under it, and I just stared at the water because it was so beautiful <laughs> i just looked around and uh, this is a very gorgeous game <laughs> and, and i enjoyed what i was doing and then somebody said hey let's play multiplayer and uh, yeah i haven't been back but you know it is a very interesting story and i do look forward to going back to it and i don't care about spoilers so
1: i can understand Spoiler. that about multiplayer because i started a game of mass effect 3 a year ago with the intent of playing all the way through, I thought, hey guys, let's play multiplayer. And I still, still haven't, haven't completed it. it. So, I, I, I remembered remember. the
0: conversation because you're like, I haven't played any of the DLC. And I'm like, oh, the Citadel DLC is amazing.
1: <laughs> nope, still hasn't still happened. Still hasn't
0: happened. <laughs> Which is true. The Citadel DLC is amazing, but we're kind of getting off topic. Kara, what's your favorite
2: part? Well, I think you said more what took you back. I mean, the the... Interpersonal relationships with the NPCs and even non companion NPCs really is my favorite part. But the thing that took me back was um, Storm Coast and the water rolling in is oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're running along the beach and there is a dragon and a giant, giant fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> and you can either, you know, run in and try to help or, you know, um, I don't know really what you're helping, but you can either run in and, and try to join in the fight, or you can watch them. Now I watched my husband playing, and in his playthrough, the dragon he just stood there and watched, and the dragon ripped the giant in half and threw the giant like over Whoa. the ships and everything.
0: <laughs> I always tried to join in on the fight. I think my next playthrough yeah, like... I'm just gonna have to sit there and watch, because that sounds pretty damn cool.
1: Yeah, they didn't, he, they didn't. They didn't do that on mine. Straight but... towards it.
3: That sounds cool awesome so a li-
0: little bit of a of a not necessarily a warning but a, a bit of a confession I haven't finished the story I, I, uh, uh, I ran out of time before the podcast my intention was to do it over the weekend I didn't get around to it
3: <laughs>
2: oh,
0: yeah. only at least 120
2: so hours of game time there so I don't understand I why you had have just 100
0: Logged so I how? <laughs> yeah. How?
1: What? How? How have you got anything left?
0: Hundred percent all the side quests. Sorry, but
1: but I nearly got all the side quests. And I've only done like one hundred and thirty.
0: I don't know what you're doing then. Well, also my that count has um, the multiplayer time as well. Oh, right. oh yes,
3: that that'll so. do it. So. I have three hundred hours and and only ten in store. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I amazing. Me. I've been playing multiplayer. Oh, it's too much. My wife thinks I need help.
2: Uh, what? It is fun. I, I like it better than the Mass Effect Three multiplayer. It, it's Especially because more it doesn't adapt.
1: make the emotions it's sick. fun. It's. Yeah. I miss, I miss my Krogan hammer. That's that's
2: the it only downside. It's more like flashpoints. It feels more like a flashpoint. Exactly. Uh,
3: I really enjoyed doing flashpoints over and over again, or dungeons and wow, over and over again. So this is kind of up my alley. (laughs) You just jump in with four random people or four friends and you just have a fun time. Yeah, you get your morons, but you shut them off now with the latest patch so you don't even have to listen to them if you don't want to, (laughs) which was awesome and thank you so much, BioWare. Push to talk is so much better than (gasps) all time (laughs) while you're going through it. That was so annoying. Damn mouth breathers. you, you You could click them off and mute them, but... That took an effort. And, yeah, it really had to annoy me to do that.
2: Yep. Mouth breathing isn't as bad as the guy berating his wife during the entire match. That was awesome. <laughs>
0: I
3: haven't heard that
0: one. Oh, I heard the story. It was hilarious. Oh. After the fact, it was hilarious. I'm sure during it was stupid and annoying.
3: It was probably very annoying. What I've had people screaming at their children while they're playing. That was not fun.
0: What origin stories did you guys go with for your... Not necessarily your first playthrough, but like your main playthrough. Mine was a female elf mage because I'm a glutton for punishment.
2: Qatari male uh, warrior. I went the same as with uh, Dragon Age Origins for my first playthrough, and that was a uh, a mage elf female. Dan, I know you're a
1: dwarf. Yeah, there is only one answer to this. <laughs> the, the, the dwarf If you don't dwarf, you have failed the game. <laughs> <laughs> just so the podcast
3: people know that uh, Dan is not a small man. <laughs> he likes small tits. <laughs> and, yes, <laughs> he's a giant. He's a
1: tall, and so I've got to live my fantasy of being really short through video games. <laughs> <laughs> what class
0: is your dwarf?
1: My dwarf is an archer, which I just thought was hilarious because it's so undwarfy. But then, like, half the dwarves in game are archers, yeah. so it's just like, oh, I'm not so original after all.
0: You thought you were Dad,
1: original. Those... Yeah, bloody dwarves not being like normal dwarf dwarves. Dwarf Necromancer.
0: Yeah, there is a Dwarf Necromancer. In I like the slant. Player. Hmm?
1: No, yeah. they, what? The dwarves can't
3: dwarf. pass magic, though. Well, yeah, that, that would be original, though. That uh, would be.
0: Oh, it,
1: ne- is it the Necromancer that's the dwarf in multiplayer? No, yeah. the, oh, the dwarf you know. Alchemist is the one it oh, is. Oh, that's Otherwise, right. Okay. In multiplayer, it, spam. <laughs> multiplayer, it's a human and she's very ugly, but she's funny. The the Yeah, the dwarf in multiplayer gets a combo of moves, which means they get to throw unlimited explosive jelly beans, explosive which jelly beans, the best. It's amazing. We love
3: the
0: jelly beans. <laughs>
3: Mix that up with the enchant, uh, well, not an enchanter. I'm sorry, elementalist, and man, multiple explosions. Everywhere. Your screen will be jumping.
1: I think my favorite part of being a dwarf in Dragon Age Inquisition was trying, was watching Josephine try to spin the fact that because the dwarf isn't just like a normal dwarf. It's not like a dwarf noble or a dwarf commoner like it was in Dragon Age. You are part of an organized criminal group known as the Carter. And it's just like, she's going, uh, so just how involved are you with this organized crime? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. You probably don't want to know, uh, yeah, it's probably worse than you're thinking right now. And it's just so good. Just go, hmm, okay, I can think I can spin this. And yeah, it's just making her squirm at every possible opportunity is hilarious.
0: That's awesome. I, I, I just like that with the elvish mage, no one likes you. <laughs> Everyone's like, knife ear, or, oh god, you're a mage. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just so so beautiful when you're just like, yup, that's what I am, but I'm also the Herald of Andraste. Bitches!
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, I like
2: the unusual slant you get from being an elf and being a mage. Getting you got like a double, double negative, negative yeah. especially when you go into the Orlesian, you know, hoity-toity party, oh, and you get negative yeah. ten for being a mage and negative ten for being a <laughs> being a
1: elf.
0: Yeah, you might as well just not even show up.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. But you have no. Been. I got a negative thing for being a dwarf because they went. I didn't realize the herald of Andraste was so short original <laughs> it's great that's i was expecting it to be taller what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was I, someone says i heard the herald of andraste was six feet tall uh, it was eight feet tall oh wait uh right <laughs> hello Harold. <Herald. laughs> <laughs> did, didn't well, right. work out as anticipated even,
2: s- even sarah doesn't like you because you're an elf <laughs> which is kind of weird but
0: Sarah she, is she
2: just does a really
1: weird period Sarah uh, no she does if you go into her she does have a reason for all the, not liking elves and stuff if you go deeper into her yeah like once she gets to know you better then she makes you I know cookies, and
2: we had fun nice. you know playing pranks on people so <laughs> <laughs> we bonded a bit over the pranks even though yeah. she was messing with my boyfriend's desk you know
0: <laughs> yep no pantaloons.
2: <laughs>
0: no pantalones, oh, yeah. or breeches, um, or whatever she calls them. Breeches, yeah,
1: breeches. That's right. Shouldn't you have stolen their weapons? Yeah, but no breeches. <laughs> I don't know. She grew on me I did not like her at first, mainly because she doesn't like nugs, which is just How that's just she... a crime.
0: Uh, I don't.
1: Yeah, I... they're cute. They're they freak her out. She doesn't like nugs. And I was just like, nope, you are not coming anywhere near my group, Missy. They you stay in the pub where you belong. They drop lots of golden multiplayer. They drop lots of golden multiplayer.
0: <laughs> I love nugs. Yep. I like
2: nugs. Her nug, nug, an, n- an Iron Bowl's banter, though, is fun. Oh, yes. I, he is a cool Definitely character me.
0: I didn't think I'd like oh, him, I'm, but uh, I'm starting to use him more and more. Yeah, I like how excited
2: <laughs> he gets when you
1: go after dragons. I bring him with me for every dragon fight. It's like, boss, you are awesome. (laughs) And he actually says that as you chase towards the dragon. It's so good. But yeah.
0: um... How about your favorite uh, group makeup?
1: Ooh.
2: I actually experimented quite a bit. I usually bring whoever my love interest is and then, you know, other of people. But since Cullen, you know, is all, almost always at the keep, I actually, for the first time, sort of switched up who I had with me.
0: Whoa. So who'd you bring with you?
2: Any combination. You know, I usually had a rogue, a, a mage, and then a, a tank. Just whoever um, you felt like st- at the time. Yeah, whoever seemed like it. The where we were going... Might have story elements.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was uh, Some of the conversations... Up, I'd always bring both Dorian and Iron Bull. Because <laughs> Dorian is pro-tevinter, and Iron Bull is not, shall we say. <laughs> he really hates Tevinters. And, yeah. Just having the combo well, of those some... two.
2: It's some just, yeah, of was... characters you would get pluses for killing certain things if they were in your party. You'd get approval.
1: Yeah, I bring Barrack along against. The, yeah, basically, I chose who I thought it best suited the enemy. So against Templars, I always brought Barrack and Cassandra and um, whichever mage I felt like bringing at the time. Probably uh, Vivian against Templars, I'd say, and because yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> I always brought yeah um, Cassandra just because I had her spec for specifically for tanking. Um, And I always brought Solus specifically because he was the healing mage set up with barrier and all that stuff. My mage was always the uh, DPS mage, and then whatever rogue I felt like dragging along at the time.
1: Yeah, I think Dragon Age Inquisition has the best selection of companions of any Bioware game yet so far. I mean, there are obvious standouts in the other ones, but this one... Doesn't have a single dud, which is brilliant. Yeah. I
0: agree with that. Sometimes it was a tough choice on who to bring.
1: Yeah. Yes. I just. The only thing is missing a dog. It's just like, where is my Mabari? Yeah, there, there is yeah. a war pup. There is a hole in my party where a Mabari should be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Um, That's fine. Yeah. I very rarely brought the dog though, unless I knew that you know everybody else was going to disapprove. Oh, I always
0: brought I the dog have, with me.
1: I may have downloaded a mod that created a fifth extra slot for the dog to come along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Yep, there's about the dog that slot. Four, but that's alright. Dog, dog slot. Because let's face it, the war pup is awesome.
1: Dog slot and two-handed weapon-wielding rogue. That combo was awesome.
0: <laughs> what was your Just favorite? Bags- Because there were a few
1: of them in there. It's... what wasn't. I mean, all of them were... Um, Definitely the post-credits bit. I don't know if that counts as a plot twist since it's at the beginning, but it makes you... In the post-credits section, mega, mega spoilers here for everyone.
0: It's a spoiler cast.
1: Solus... But this is spoilers beyond spoilers. This is Solus, your companion since the very beginning... It's actually the Dread Wolf, an Elven god. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like whoa, because that impact I mean, the Dread Wolf is the one who locked up the old gods underground. The old gods being locked up meant that the Tavinta Magisters weren't getting instructions from them anymore, which meant that they went to the Dark, the Golden City, looking for them which meant that they became the first Blight. So Solus caused the first Blight and all the Darkspawn to be around and all this stuff. And the reason the world is as screwed up as it is is because of Solus. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Solus.
0: I, I don't know what to say to that.
1: Yeah. So Solus is the big bad guy. Dun, dun, One thing I've dun, noticed. Dun, <laughs>
3: One thing I've that, noticed, there was some very good writing in this game and not just writing, but the graphics are phenomenal uh, on PC. I haven't played the other platforms. Yeah, would you? It looks but, pretty uh, similar. Is it? OK, yeah. I, I knew you had, so I kind of wanted.
2: I had not I watched my husband play. Well, yeah, that's You're just playing fine. at the same time. Just you know, my computer, <laughs> him on the PlayStation 4.
3: Now, Slight. what made him <laughs> decide to get. The PlayStation 4 one instead of a PC version, because he has a PC as well.
2: He's a console gamer.
3: Oh, okay. So he just wants kick back and relax on the couch? Yep. I can see
0: it's called know. an Xbox 360 controller
1: and an HDMI cable. Long enough <laughs> HD <laughs> and... Who would do that? It's just, obviously keyboard and mouse is the superior. Center. I wouldn't go out of my way to keep buying bloody Xbox controllers because they keep bloody breaking just so I can have an Xbox controller plugged into my PC, knowing full well it's worse than the keyboard I'm replacing it with. That would be silly. Wait a minute. I thought you played uh, with a controller. <laughs> free bloody game, it's available. In full knowledge, <laughs> <was>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you said, you... "Car said he was a masochist for being an elf." Just... <laughs> oh, oh! Other good thing about being a dwarf, okay? Yeah. You um, who remembers Shale from the first Dragon Age? I do
0: because I never got that DLC first? or whatever it was.
1: Okay, Shale, the best companion of the entire Dragon Age series by a million miles. Uh, wait,
0: wait, wait! How many miles?
1: A million. Whoa. A million billion. Million. Okay. Sh- like, it says in Dragon Age 2, okay, Shale had since Shale got released from being in stone, the population of pigeons has declined by a noticeable <laughs> amount. <I> remember <laughs> that? <laughs> Which is amazing. But yeah, Shale turns out she- she's not just a golem. Oh, no, she's-, she's a she for a start. That she was a dwarf of the warrior cast caused something. Yeah, her surname being Kadash. Which is the same surname as the playable dwarf. So I'm playing as a distant cousin of Shale. Whoa. How good is that? Yeah. So that's awesome. Whoa. Whoa. Another reason to be a dwarf and they're shoot every pigeon you come together. across. Actually, are there any pigeons? I've only noticed crows. There are ravens everywhere, but are there any pigeons? I
3: don't think so. I don't
0: I, Spoiler.
1: I
3: remember the ravens. And, and
0: <laughs> Shale other, killed all the pigeons. Oh, they're black birds. I don't remember any. Yeah. pigeons or squabs or anything like that. Might have
2: been seagulls or something on the
0: storm coast. But I...
1: Yeah, I think there were, but they could have just been. I haven't seen pigeons though. Yeah, no, no okay. there we go. Pigeons.
0: there you go. Thedas is pigeon-free because of shale.
1: Okay, guys, I'm just going to ask you: Majors or Templars? You got a choice early on. Which one did you side Majes
2: with? because I was one. Me too. And the, the whole thing where you go to Orlay and the Templars are complete jerks. You know, like, oh, yeah, but no, there's a nice like, one. Uh, I I think I'm going to go talk to the other guys who were like nice to me, the mages.
0: <laughs> yeah, the mages seemed pretty cool. I mean, I was a mage, so I was kind of, you know... kind of had I've to go with the both. mages.
1: I've done both now, and they were both equally interesting, I think. I probably found the Templar one to be better overall. That one's just cool. I mean, I do really like... Have you done the Templar one?
2: Don't. No, don't I'm going to do sorry. that pretty soon, actually. Mage, 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 mage.
1: Even as a mage, it would make sense to go Templar. They are not the Templars you know.
0: Mm, okay, I'll have to try it.
1: Let's just say, normal Templars don't have giant red lyrium crystals poking out of their back and become huge hulking monstrosities that club you around the head. It's just well, like... yeah, that is true. There is a reason the Templars you meet in the game are like that. Hmm. Oh, it's so good. But what I found is that the entire of Dragon Age Inquisition keeps tying back to the central theme of faith, which is great. It's just everything you go through, it can be tied back to that. Which I thought was really clever. That's cool. So the Templars essentially... Uh, They have too much faith in their structure, whereas the majors have, the guy has faith in this um, the elder one, who is Corypheus, to heal his son, and has faith in the whole magical system to make everything better. Whereas you are stuck in this faith dilemma of whether or not you're the Herald of Andraste or not. And it's just, it's so great that it just keeps tying back to this whole theme of faith. And then you meet up with a faith spirit who may or may not be the divine uh, who got killed at the beginning. And it's just like, whoa, this all comes into themes. This is amazing. It's just, yeah, I haven't had a game follow that much of a central theme since Bioshock, which is great.
2: I just think the game in general is just very well done in, you know, pretty much all aspects that way. Very tight, a very tight game, even for it being so long.
1: Mm hmm apart from the shards
0: there's nothing wrong with the shards oh, they're
1: everywhere they're just everywhere it's just, oh. especially the second playthrough it's just oh there are more shards oh. well that's your
0: second playthrough you're not supposed to do everything in your second playthrough you're only supposed to do the things you didn't do in your first playthrough
1: but then it, it but it makes that noise which is like there's a shard near oh. come do the shards come on let's click on some shards it's just, I don't want to click on shards, sure, but the yes. noise.
2: <laughs> you're talking about the mages and the Templars. Did you did you guys read the books at all? Some uh, of them, um, sometimes, on occasion. Yeah, so you're talking to that Fiona chick after the whole mage thing, and she's asking about Alistair. I'm like, wait, 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 Fiona. Oh, my gosh, because she's like, she knew... Yeah, she knew Merrick. I'm like, this is Alistair's mom. Holy crap.
1: You know, I'm like... No way.
2: Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, she's Alistair's mom. Alistair's half-elf. He is, but remember in the lore, if you are human, you know, there's a human parent involved. The human is dominant.
1: Okay. Whoa. I don't know
2: if Goldana is really his sister or if it's just someone that arl amon said was his sister you know what i mean i don't know
0: whoa
2: you only know that that's his sister because he told you and if he was told incorrectly
1: yeah i do like that nothing is certain in dragon age because i mean if you look at the law essentially the what the dragon age setting is it's a post-post-post-post-post-apocalyptic setting. Because <laughs> there have been five times where the world has been brought to destruction and all the information's been lost and they've had to rediscover it. And so everything has gone through a million filters and you don't know what's true and what's not. As it is, it turns out every single religion, apart from possibly the human one, is true, which is amazing.
0: How does that work?
1: Uh, um, okay. The dwarves believe that um, the stone is alive. And the hills that
0: are alive. Wait, I, I can't sing that. the sound no, no, of no. dwarves. Damn it, the lawyers are knocking at the door.
1: <laughs> it's okay, no, you're under 12 seconds. We're fine. That's good. It's okay. But, yeah, we find out in that that actually red lyrium is blight-infected lyrium. And blight only infects living things, so that means lyrium must be alive. alive. And lyrium. So the stone, stone is alive. Yeah, which means that I the did dwarfen- catch that. Which means that the dwarven religion about their memories being caught in the living stone, which is shown in Dragon Age Two with the um, lyrium ghosts, where it's if dwarves die in a two lyrium and concentrated area. Basically, their last actions are kept forever in stone. So there's like Lyrium ghosts wandering around of just underground. And so, yes, all their memories are being kept underground. And that's the basis of the dwarf religion. Whereas the elven religion is all like there are the um, spirits. They, their gods lived in the Fade who we turn turns out, like, one of your companions was one of them. So I'm pretty certain that the elf gods are true. Makes sense. But whether or not they were actually gods, that's up for debate, or whether they could just be really, really complicated spirits. As with the Tevinter gods, which equally could be really, really complicated spirits. Those are the the old old gods, gods, you said. Yes. Or it says in the elven ones that the elven gods would battle with um, a group of similar beings called the Forgotten Ones, who the Dalish have forgotten about because they don't care because they're Tavinta gods. Because yes, and basically the Dalish and the Tavintas were in an eternal war, and like if elves hung around too much, they got the quickening going on, which turned them into short-lived things rather than the immortal elves they were before. So hmm. basically, yeah. It's they, the Tevinter gods severed the elves' connection to the fade that kept them immortal, which is quite crazy. So, yeah, it's just it is so complicated, and like there's so much stuff that isn't true that we get there, and so much stuff that is true. It's like if you want to actually get into Dragon Age, all, there is so much filtering you've got to do, and it's amazing because it all you've got to cross reference every bit of information you've got against something else. In order to filter out what's true and what's something that's been made up in legend over the last thousand years.
2: So many of the truths to which we you know cling to uh greatly depend on our point of view?
1: Mm-hmm. Which is awesome.
0: Is that much complexity, though, not necessarily a good thing? Because for for me, as someone that doesn't usually explore the lore. That's a huge turnoff, because then everything I read, I, I have to go, well, is that true?
1: Um, well, I mean, right from the beginning, they're pretty much saying, I mean, the whole thing is done via unreliable narrator. It's all done via Varric's point of view. I mean, the last one was anyway. This one, it's still done via Varric. It's like Varric is still a central point. It's you got Varric there. You pretty much know that everything is being <laughs> exaggerated. And it's like um yeah, after having got the unreliable narrator as a central theme to the game, it's like they're not going to get rid of it. I mean they made it really obvious with Dragon Age two that everything is you can't believe everything you see.
2: Hmm. Hmm. But if you have a lot of lore that yeah. is forgotten because, you know, it's just people over time didn't pass the lore down, then you're going to have a lot of misinformation.
1: Also, yeah. The like, with the maker.
2: <coughs> you know, what in the world is this maker? Everybody seems to revere Andraste almost more than the maker.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, that is quite true. Good thing I'm dalish and don't really care.
1: Well, I
2: My still elf, think... unfortunately, got brainwashed, I think by hanging out as a spy in the
1: chantry <laughs> too long. Well, that's just it because I've never actually seen a confliction between any of the religious beliefs of any of them. I mean, the dwarven belief that the stone is alive does not conflict with the maker making the world, which doesn't conflict with there are beings in the Fade that also rule over the elves and it's just like none of the religions actually conflict with each other apart from the tevinter and the elven ones which are just like our gods are in conflict with each other but they don't counteract each other they're just they're just opposing mythologies yeah which goes back to like viking beliefs where there were like the veneer and aether i think who were just like two different tribes of gods
0: hmm this got really deep really fast
1: Sorry, I think too much about this stuff.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Enjoy You're it. mostly driving the conversation at this point. And that's good because I haven't pretty much uh, played sure. all the games and stuff. So
2: Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe how he not. remembers all this lore for this and Warcraft and everything else, I, I don't know.
3: Dan is an incredibly intelligent young man. No, I am not. I am incredibly stupid. Anything
1: other than this crap gets pushed out immediately. (laughs) I can only remember (laughs) utterly useless information.
3: That's just having your priorities set a certain way.
0: (laughs) Maybe that just means you need to get in video game design or storytelling. Hey, there you go. Something along those lines. I would love that. That would be great. You could go work for Lionhead. Oh. Wait. Uh,
1: Oh no! Don't bring up Lion. They're like just down the road from me. It's really depressing.
0: (laughs) Are 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 they still there? Is I I thought they got dissolved or something.
1: No, no. Peter Molyneux's gone, but they're still cranking out Connect games every other year. Good.
0: I don't like Peter Molyneux. Over promise and under deliver. Aw.
1: No, but he was honest about it. It's just like that enthusiasm was great. It's just like we're gonna change the world oh, no, we just made another Ordinary game. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he did that.
0: Well, I believe we can decidedly agree that Dragon Age is anything but Ordinary. Oh, Uh, yes. It's already hit the game game of the
3: year, hasn't it? In many, many uh, publications. I have have an issue
0: with a video game coming out in the last month of the year and winning Game of the Year. I understand
1: that. I don't know. I... Because I definitely I think the games that. can change your mind in the last... I mean, like, a couple of years ago, Walking Dead came out in the last month of the year. Like, the last... The closing two weeks, essentially. And it was just like, no, I have definitely been more affected by this, not only by any game this year, but many ga- many any game in, like, the last five years. So, therefore, this is the best game of the year. And it's just, you can tell by how much it affects you whether or not it's you know, your game of the decade, let <laughs> alone game of the century. I mean,
3: Well, I thought Destiny was actually going to get that title until this game out. So your point, uh, Kyle, is actually very valid because say this came out at the same time or maybe vice versa, say Destiny came out after this, would, would we be still saying this is Game of the Year? Because people's minds are finite. They don't remember things. It's what have you done for me lately culture? So it's a very good argument.
0: I know when I made up my best games of the year list, um, I actually had to pull up a list of games that came out in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind myself of the early ones that... Uh, yep. Like, like the, the March releases and that kind of stuff, like the, the summer games.
3: Very valid.
0: So, I mean, yeah, Dan, you're not necessarily incorrect but I think it's more of a personal opinion
2: it's the only game that pulled me away from SwoTOR, really so whoa, I played wow but that was more you know <laughs> like we were bored and wanted, it, that was, wanted to play away. with my friends yeah.
1: the it great pulled Star Wars me away definitely <laughs> <It's> just...
2: and <laughs> me I mean the romances and everything in this I mean for me Cullen the development the character development with Cullen rivaled kate Nalenko, mass effect and that is saying a lot because i am a huge kate Nalenko fan I never really
3: liked one
1: thing dragon, i really okay. liked a, one thing i really liked about dragon age with the relationships stuff is that you could still flirt with characters you had no chance with whatsoever yes. yeah
0: i like that that
1: was awesome
0: that that threw me Just, for um a bit of a whoa wait a minute why what
1: I just love going up and flirting with Vivian at every possible opportunity. Hey, any chance you and I... No. no. Okay. <laughs> the look on your face, it's just brilliant. And she just gets more and more... She gets more and more dismissive as time goes on, and it's brilliant. It's just... You still asking this?
2: Why are you... Is that as- he- she <laughs> Is she romanceable at all? No, she's not. Oh, okay. She's amazing. But well, you can still flirt with her. Well, right... Well, and with Dorian, he's so gregarious and outgoing and very, very flirty. Mm. And, um, you know, so then when you do the whole thing with his dad and, you know, he comes out and then you have the option to go. Why didn't you tell me you misled me this entire time? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Should I not flirt with you anymore? And you're like, don't you dare. And he's like, OK, good. <laughs> oh, that's
1: brilliant. <laughs> I love Dorian. He's amazing.
2: I do like him very Great much. a relief at times.
1: Yes. The trouble is, like, his spell where he brings the dead people back to life so you've got to wait at the end of every battle is so yes. annoying.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, I would have brought him out so much more if he didn't have that, uh, yeah, necromancer ability. I'm
0: sure there will be a mod to fix that.
1: Apparently, Dragon Age not only is difficult to mod, but actually has uh, stuff built in to stop it being modded. It's a PC so game, inc-
0: there will be mods.
1: There yeah. is already a mod out there to give Solus yeah. a mullet and to give Cullen bright pink and purple armor.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> Cullen. <laughs> Poor Cullen.
3: And, and somebody took their hard-earned time to do that. <laughs>
1: they just really well, wanted him to have it. They told people it couldn't be modded. That oh, is, like, the biggest yeah.
3: invitation you can
0: You do. don't
1: do that.
3: Why
0: do game companies go, no, you can't mod the game, or it's impossible to mod. Why not? I'm not saying necessarily that you have to give mod tools, but at least not have it closed off and protected so you had to do some weird hack of the game in order to get the stuff in. I, I don't understand Did you guys, Did you guys ever close.
3: play... Um, uh, Quake Two. Yes. Quake yes. Two was a very fun game in, in its day. It really was. It was a, it was a you shoot them up type. Twitch thing. based but shooter. They, yeah, but they allowed you to mod the game and come out with the mods, and they'd even tell people about the mods, and it allowed that game to go so much longer than it ever would have, and it sold so many copies because of the community that fed it. Mm-hmm. So when game companies say, oh, we're not going to allow it, it's stupid. It's like, no, let it happen, because the community will feed your game. You don't have to come out with as much new content, because the players will do it for you. It's the
0: long tail of sales Uh continue.
1: It's just good business, and it makes the game fun. From what I understand, the reason they did it in this one was because... It was stupidly easy to go into the multiplayer section and go, right, I have 99 bee jars. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's just go in and give yourself unlimited items. I understand that. Which completely breaks their cash for items economy thing. So, yeah, again, it comes back to money. That would be easy
0: mode for multiplayer if you just threw bees all over the place. Bees on
1: everything. Heck yeah. On the other hand,
3: it would be. I'll take that mods. (laughs) <laughs> i'll have that money the unlimited yes, bee
1: mod would be awesome no it wouldn't like that, that would ruin, ruin really the fine. fun it's like that oprah it's, bored. it's just <laughs> bees ah,
3: here's the funny part though it showed you humanity there was a guy saying hey i'm gonna try this thing it's a it's a bug i found that worked in uh uh was a mass effect three multiplayer let's see if it works here and it didn't work and and i was like oh my of
0: course it's not going to work
3: well they were hoping it would but here's the thing people will try anything to get that leg up so you know if you're going to tell people oh you can't do it there somebody's
1: going to figure a way out someone will be careful oh yeah that's a thing about the multiplayer which is really cool is, you know, each of the characters you play has has got that little background screen the on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. If you read it, okay, like the dwarf alchemist who I play as, she was one of the Carter dwarves who got stuck in the prison that held Corypheus, which is why she's a bit oh. nuts. And it's really, each of them have got a little bit of backstory tying into the story, which is amazing. Huh. It's like, when Hawk went in, killed all the Darkspawn, and, uh, killed Corypheus the first time round um, breaking out of the prison she was the only survivor of the Carter Dwarves who was still locked in with nothing to eat but Darkspawn and didn't want to eat them so she learned how to build explosives and blew her way out of the mountain <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> and that is awesome that's why she's the best character Yay, I was told by somebody
3: multiplayer it might have been you Dan but I think it was somebody else um, that you can actually see the characters in multiplayer in story in a yeah. bar or some, uh, They're some scattered around the keep, yeah. Yeah. that makes crazy.
0: perfect sense because That's the cool. story for the multiplayer is you are the agents that the player sends out on the different missions on the map table
1: yeah do, you know, do you know if that speeds up the in-game missions at all no. because no I've it has not... no effect
3: no, they're, they're, they're completely,
0: completely okay. separate as far as that's concerned it would
3: have been awesome if they did that but i can see why they didn't
1: some of them are like te- 20 hours long and it's just i don't want to wait 20 hours for this yeah.
3: it, it would be like somebody like me doing all multiplayer first and then doing <laughs> a story it'd be easy mode <laughs>
1: and did you
2: notice since you were romancing uh josephine did her missions tend to be shorter for you? Um,
0: That's an interesting Once question. Once you were
2: romancing her? I Cullen seemed to be shorter, but I wasn't sure if that was because I was romancing him or because he's like, yeah, right, let's go in with the uh, army and just like hit everything with our swords.
1: Yeah, Josephine actually had two quests, one of which I think you get with her whether or not you're romancing her. And the other one is actually, yeah, does she get engaged to an even noble if you're not romancing her. that That's interesting. Because no. for me, like, just after the... Uh, okay, it's great because first, Leliana gets really protective, which is hilarious. She's basically sort of... It becomes meet the fuckers with oh, like... No. She starts threatening you, going, you, you just... Do not hurt my friend or I will end you. I don't care if you're the Herald of Andraste. And it, that bit's amazing. It's like, well, I've got to go for it now. Just <laughs> 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 Couldn't help it at that point. Had to go after Josephine. And then, yeah, helping out her family and stuff. First, I got the quest where, yeah. Can't remember what it was. I had. Uh, it's, is it getting a boat or something? I can't remember, but there was something whoa, whoa, about whoa, that. Wait, I'm not wait, sure wait,
0: whether, wait, uh, wait. Something about Dragon Age Dan doesn't remember?
1: Um, well, no, I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was, I had to get her. No, it was just a (laughs) table thing. Well, this isn't, okay. The thing about my bizarre memory of all things Lorish is that I can never remember what happens with people. I am not a historian in any way. If it's like the story of a person, I just go, if it's like how the fade relates to the physical world, I'm just like. Whoa! This is amazing because, like the veil, okay, yeah, it's not just a barrier between our world and another world. It's it's actually just a, a layer of perception. It's ha- the two worlds exist on top of each other and are part of each other. But depending on how, basically how drunk you are, essentially, it's whether you see the veil or the, or the real world. It's like they're the same thing. It's just echoes of each other.
0: That makes my head hurt.
1: Yeah, isn't it awesome? No. i'm seeing double right now (laughs) yeah sorry okay back back to jason (laughs) but yeah then what happens halfway through her romance it's just like she's just like i've got terrible news i'm engaged and you're just like what no what's going on and it's great because it gets seriously anteven at that moment and it's just like you can either go um it's completely normal with the romance and just sort of carry on going and let Josephine take care of it, which takes forever and you can't actually do. Or you can research history of the guy and blackmail the crap out of him. Or you can challenge him to a duel, which is amazing because it's just like <laughs> he forces you to use. He, he forces you to use a rapier. And I was an archer. Guess how that You're went? Terrible. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was kind of amazing. Luckily did, 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 I, About did as well as the an card arrow game
2: did for Colin.
0: Shove it in his eye.
1: No nope, I, I blackmailed him while dueling him. Whoa. It was amazing. <laughs> I made him slip up. <laughs> <laughs> it that, that's crazy. like
0: Monkey Island stuff right there.
1: It was insult sword fighting. It was amazing. It kept popping to the um, kept popping to the dialogue wheel as the fencing bit went on. It's just depending on how you answered, depended on how the fight went. It was so great. That's pretty and, cool. And Everything
0: cool. always the relates other pe- to Secrets of Monkey Island some way, somehow.
1: And then the best thing was when they finally <laughs> kissed. Okay, because my character was a dwarf. And she did that dainty leg up thing when kissing. <laughs> oh no! Watching her try to do that with a dwarf was hilarious.
0: <laughs> it was amazing. Please tell me you took a screenshot.
1: I should have done, but unfortunately, okay. Dragon Age is really difficult to take screenshots with. For some reason, when I take a screenshot, it takes a screenshot of six seconds ago.
3: What? I've
1: never tried. So yeah, I've. Every time I put a screenshot shot up on Twitter of a various animal, that has taken me about half an hour to get. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because they run off camera all the time. I know how a nature photographer feels now. Just, I am the Dragon Age <laughs> nature photographer. Those things do not stay still. Well, you
0: already have the British accent, so can you pull a Dave and Atten- Attenborough for us? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. And a cu- here comes approaches the Nug.
1: Here we are in... The Emerald Waste. <laughs> is, this, is it, is it? The Emerald something? Emerald Glades. Here we are in the Emerald glaives coming across the very rare. Oh, what are those things called? new Snuflers. Okay, right. I, a terrible right. <coughs> As the majestic snoop bounces across the tunnel
0: Oh dear lord! We need to make this a thing, Dan. You're, you're making this a thing. <laughs> Your, your job is to now screenshot animals as you come across them and, and narrate it. D-
1: What's the dwarf going to do? Oh, wait, it's jumped on its back. The snoofler is running off into the distance, terrified of the pursuing dwarf. Oh, no, look, it's been cornered against a rock. Ha ha, the dwarf has got it now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to make this a thing. The rest of us.
2: That's What's awesome. Like, the rest Washington. of us would shoot at the animal Dan no. tries to
3: ride it.
1: <laughs> no, You can't yes. shoot the animal. He, he rides all animals. Oh, I wish you could. Just, I wish you could catch them and use them as mounts, because that would be awesome. Well, first
3: How many time times have
0: we done blown. Dwarf Surfing in multiplayer?
1: Oh, dwarf yes. Surfing is the best.
3: Dwarf surfing. <laughs> and, and I actually was uh, Human surfing on, oh, uh, it's actually necromancer surfing on my dwarf, so that was <laughs> That takes skill. Those things are tall. They are, but they're jumping. You're jumping pretty soon. You're on top of them. It's pretty cool.
1: And that's how baby dwarves are born. And then I got out saying, will you guys stop it and just start playing, man? Would you guys just
3: complete the mission? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm busy jumping on her head. I'm
0: having fun here. Leave me alone.
3: It's a game. Chill, dude.
0: Hmm. What should we talk about next?
2: I know. <laughs> some of the dual choices.
0: Dual choices, okay. sure.
2: Like what? Like, like <laughs> um, Iron Bull's mission with the Chargers.
1: Oh, that was so hard. That was the worst it was. one.
2: It was, was the, it was. It uh, was the Vermeer moment.
1: Yeah. Okay. Who's done this bit?
3: I have not. So explain. When okay. You,
1: what Iron Bull's mission. You know Iron Bull's charges. His motley crew of
3: mercenaries.
0: Awesome yeah.
1: people.
3: Awesome mercenaries.
1: Yep. Basically, you and Iron Bull have wait, to go wait, down one on, route. Was,
0: can we just call them awesomearies?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll call them awesomearies. Okay. Remember,
2: Dan. Before before you do that, you have that. You have a couple of different times where you sit down and have drinks with them and you get to know them and, yes. and, you know, you get a camaraderie with them and get to know, you know, like their different personalities.
1: Fine. There's a dwarf who loves explosions almost as much as you. And it's <laughs> awesome. And yeah, basically, you're sent out on a mission with them to escort a Canary dreadnought into a harbor so it can help you out. And the, an alliance with the Canary and the Inquisition rests on this mission going off without a hitch. Okay.
0: And hell so goes to hand, del- hell hand basket, FedEx. Was, uh, yeah,
1: it turns out the um, dreadnoughts are impossible to escort when there are majors about, and it gets it into the position where the awesomeeries are about to be taken out by a bunch of majors, and you can either tell them, you can either signal them to pull back, or and which would let the dreadnought sink because it would be attacked by the majors, or. Let the Orsameres die, and let Iron Bull keep in good standing with the Kun. So Kanari, B- which basically is the entire basis of his faith, he is I- either becoming um, losing all his friends in return for beca- staying a Kanari, or becoming Talvashoth.
0: Oh, that's a problem.
1: And it's so good. It's just like I had to stop. I didn't, actually, because, like, of course, you keep the awesome like, <laughs> a stupid question. But, apart from that, it was, like, seriously, that was a really awesome bit. Because so what did you do? It's like, oh, wow, well, the boat bloody sank. It, was, it wasn't our problem. It was the stupid intelligence guys. Bloody idiots. Why didn't they tell us there was a major team? <laughs> don't send a bloody dreadnought up the river if you don't have the intelligence saying it's safe. Idiot. <laughs> That's what Leliana's for. <laughs> Why? What about? Don't want an alliance with people who can't even guard their own bloody boats.
0: How, how about you, Kara? What did you do in that situation, or did you even come across that situation?
2: No, I came across it, and uh, there are the two, the two polar opposite choices, and there's it's like, wait, there's not a third choice to talk my way out <laughs> of it somehow. That's the choice I often take. <laughs> but, that, um, that's
0: very much yeah. anti Bioware's usual M.O. with not having the talk your
2: way out of it bit. No, this game has a lot of, has yeah. a number of those where you get one choice or the other. And uh, it's it's kind of cool that way because it makes me make a choice. But yeah, I, you know, she was trying to get as many alliances as she could and she knew how Iron Pole felt about his faith and that sort of thing. She tried to pick what he would want if he wasn't emotional about it at the moment. So... So I felt really bad about letting the Chargers go down. If I could have saved them both, I would have. But and then it was very sad going into the inn and uh, and Jennifer Hale's character is not there. But mm. <laughs> uh, He's he's at peace with it, you know, that, that he felt like that made the right choice. Now, did he become at peace with it the other way of losing his faith in his... His country and all,
1: yeah. He just what his friends really it were like. At first, he was like, "This is quite sad," but then like Krem came up and just went, ah, "I knew we had your uh, yeah, you had our backs, chief. That's just great." And like he could find solace in his friends, so good. it worked out in the end that way. Even though he didn't, he had trouble finding himself after that, which is really great. It's just like, "Who am I now?" Right. And yeah, basically, you can either go. You're Talvashoth now. Go nuts. Go berserk. Go kill everyone and eat their bodies. And it's just like, all well, you can go, look, you were who you were before. Now you are who you are now. Just be the axe you were trying to play. You're Iron Bull. You're not. Is it Ben Hasrath? I believe so. Yeah. You aren't Ben Hasrath anymore. You're just Iron Bull. And he was just like, yeah, I can carry on playing that role. And you give him a new role to play within his position. So you give him a new kin, kin to follow, which is quite cool. And then he he looks to you for guidance rather than the kyun, which is quite cool. It's like, you can make your own you, kyun now.
0: That's an interesting
2: twist. What did you do with... The other one that
1: I'm curious about is Cole. Cole was such a good character. I love Cole. He was amazing. Creepy little dude, but he was awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very interesting want... and very creepy. I want that hat.
1: I killed them to make them better. That's what I did. It was fine. Those people <laughs> needed to die. Just no, Cole, no. Just don't kill people. Oh, that's funny. He it does come up to you and it says, sometimes I think that killing people will make them better. Tell me when to not do that, please. It's like, okay, Cole. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <There's>, yeah, <laughs> you definitely come up and ask me when you think that's a good idea, and I will tell you it's not every time. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Oh, I it. Which may be why I didn't think it was a good idea to keep him being a spirit, because that's what you get at that situation, is that you, he finds the Templar who killed... The human who... Cole is a a compassion spirit who thinks he is a human. Okay? Uh Uh-oh. So he is is pretending to be a human, which means... He is not human. He is a spirit, which makes him go a bit nuts. (laughs) He is great because he helps people. And how many of the... Because around the keep, there are these little conversations you can hear in the background. Mm -hmm. And if you get them all, you can find out how that is Cole doing little things to help people out around the fortress. Like there was one where... Very
2: bizarre ways.
1: First, you go into the kitchen and they're complaining about turnips being stolen. Then you go into another room and they're complaining about turnips being thrown on the fire. Then you go to another guy in the infirmary and find out that um, there'd been a man dying. And just before he finally passed, he smelt the smell of his mother's turnip soup. And it's just like, at that moment, it goes from... Cole you dick stop stealing all the bloody turnips to oh cole that's so nice and it's just like <laughs> 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 you you made him smell home in his dying moments oh cole that's so great you keep doing that thing buddy and it's just yeah so <laughs> brilliant
2: <laughs> when you have Varric in, in this choice of you know what what you do if you let him kill the yeah, the the
1: was that guy he was a templar or something he was a templar who would killed the original mage who cole thought he was right and And... he hunted him down and you get a choice between you've got solas and Varric with you solas says he's a spirit he has a purpose he must follow his purpose even if that purpose involves maybe killing people because he thinks that's good for them no Cole, it's never good Mm -hmm. um (laughs) the other choice is to let Varric give him his, his give him his crossbow bianca and chase after that guy and see what happens now i know kara went with one choice
2: yeah i went with the with well see i brought him to the fade with me he was one was in my party in the fade
1: that's interesting
2: I, i believe i and he and someone else was talking about, you know, oh, well, this is pretty close to you being able to go home. And he goes, I wish I could go home. I wish I could go back to the fade. So I went with him becoming more of a spirit because if he became more of a spirit, he might actually be able to go home again. Because it sounded like he was homesick for being hmm. you know, what he was. So that's why I went that direction. Okay. And he actually seems he gets weir- even weirder. Next <laughs> but he's what? very happy.
1: You find out from him, actually, that spirits have no memory, which is interesting. They don't remember things like we Get do. Get reset, right? Yeah. Everything is current, constantly in the present, and they only go from one purpose to the next, and which is utterly bizarre. Whereas what I did is that I gave him the crossbow, and Farak, being the awesome dude that he is, didn't load Bianca before giving it to him. So he shoots an unloaded crossbow and just looks at it and goes oh, crap, I almost killed someone. That's not compassionate at all. That's completely going against my purpose. And learns a sense of judgment of what's right and wrong instead of simply going with his purpose as a spirit.
2: Yeah. Oh, so that's why he feels so sick. Because I did that. Because I, I was trying to... At first, I was going with Varric because I trust Varric. I like Varric. And, you know, he usually has a pretty good idea about how things, you know, are What things Mm -hmm. are going on, and then I just felt so sick afterward because you know Cole seemed like he was a basket case, and this isn't really the direction that he wanted to go. With the conversations I heard in the background, you know, between him and the other characters, and so I reloaded because, and I felt better after that. But so he actually learns from that experience. Then does yeah,
1: he said he he gains the ability to remember from that because he becomes more human. He gets he becomes more a spirit of that human rather than. A spirit of compassion. He loses his ability to make people forget, but he gains the ability to remember in return, which is quite cool. And there's an amazing right at the end of the game when everyone's partying because like the game has ended and we won and it was awesome. There's a bit where Cole's just going, "Those people are on the floor. What's happened to them?" And you go, "They're drunk, Cole." why would they do this they have they're having fun cole they're having a great time it's just like hmm maybe i should try this sometime and it's like cole you're like 12 don't even think about it it's just (laughs) i don't think he's (laughs) 12 he's just drawn like a you know a jrpg character he's like 12 he's so young it's not even a real thing he's a he is a pinocchio story it's just it's yeah (laughs) real boy cole was awesome (laughs) oh wait this isn't good yeah it's it's it is great it's suddenly going maybe killing people isn't such a good idea i shouldn't do that then they won't be alive anymore it's just like yes cole you finally got Hooray! it
2: and then there's the one in the fade between um hawk you have to choose between a hawk and the other there's guy no, that i
1: don't remember. there's no choice there yeah. random Grey Warden dude or the guy you played an entire game as. It's just like yeah, sorry, the mustache is awesome, Mr. Grey Warden dude but not enough <laughs> for me to sacrifice my playable character. The
2: greatest well, Apparently that guy could be replaced depending on what your previous playthroughs had been in Dragon Age Origins. You okay. could have Alistair or Logain, from what I heard from a, ooh, another podcast, ooh. you could have Alistair or Logan as the other character. With you.
1: I was wondering... That I was wondering if you could have um, hawk's brother or sister, depending on which one survived because there's an option to have them join the Grey Wardens, and that would have been a much more difficult one unless it's uh, what's what's his name? Carver, because no one likes Carver Carver could easily be sacrificed again (laughs) Carver was your brother in Dragon Age 2 and all he did was whinge the whole way through, just going, "Mages are bad," Eah. and it's like I am a mage carver. It's just—it's <laughs> not really fair. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Carver. Carver was, Carver was the bratty younger brother in that, and he was yes, just—he was such a grump, <laughs> and then joined the Templars when you weren't looking. It's just, oh, Carver. Why did you do that? I want to go out from underneath your shadow. Shut up, Carver. Bloody well, join the party. We're going out to kill a dragon. It'll be awesome. Trust me. But no, no. Carver was yeah, I,
2: had to go with my, I had to go with my hawk.
1: Yeah, I had a problem with that because as soon as I I put ages making my hawk from Dragon Age 2 and actually got a pretty good resemblance. And then I found out that there was a bug which meant it changed the voice of the main character from the voice you'd had all the way through to a different voice. <laughs> it's just like, aww. Aw, it's no. not the same! It's <laughs> not the same! So I had to reload the earlier game and go with Default Hawk. And Default Hawk was weird and had jam on her face.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: there's
0: like a tattoo thing. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: That's I didn't okay. spend a lot of time making my Hawk look like my one and two because... Didn't have the same hairstyles, and without the same hairstyle, she didn't look at all like the same. I'm like, ah, close enough. She's blonde that... and she has like hair. Someone
1: keeping their hair this exactly the same for 10 years plus an extra three years is
0: That's it's
1: tough. not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. it's like they're not gonna. Ha- I, the thing is, during Dragon Age 2, whenever it shifted forwards a few years, I changed the look of my hawk very slightly.
2: That'd be very nice if we had the ability to change the appearance. Oh,
1: I love that so much.
0: That would be nice.
1: It's, the number of dwarves I've made who <laughs> turns out that the character um, creator I've set the jowls look, too low oh. and they have bulldog faces. Oh. They all go. It's like you get them. You get them in the character creator. It's fine, 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 fine. You get them in game. It's like no Winston bloody Churchill again. <laughs> <And it's> just, <laughs> uh, okay, back again. And yeah. yet you continue
2: to make dwarves.
1: Well, I, I tried make a canary once. That was even worse. I cannot make a canary. It's just like, oh, God, what have I done? How
2: bad
0: did it turn out, Dan?
1: This makes female Winston Churchill look like an acceptable character. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I'm curious about yeah. playing as a female canary, just... For the sake of it. And that would keep me from, if I wanted to play through as a female again, it would keep me from romancing Cullen because that's not an option.
1: I to try other things. Cullen is sizes, let's just face it. It's just, that is not cool.
2: <laughs> well, remember, he, he spent his formative years, you know, like he went to the Templars when he was like 12. So this is when guys start really getting an idea of what, you know, what they're oh, interested in with women. And there are, and so he was in the circle in Ferelden, and there are human females. You know, they're like humans and elves. <laughs> they're, you know, the other women were not part of his formative years, really. So I can sort of see it from that standpoint.
1: What about Dagna, though? Oh, wait, no, because she only joined the circle really late on. After, yeah. Dagna's awesome. I love Dagna. Wait, She's did... odd, but yeah, she's fun. Kyle, did you because you didn't I did not did, play the did, second did you load your no it's the first one you get Dagna from
2: yes yeah. uh,
1: she's a dwarf who's really interested in magic oh and
0: she, yeah 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 okay
1: yeah she becomes your enchanter in this one which is awesome it's just like yes I know everything about magic now absolutely everything <laughs> I know more than all the circles combined and it's just like, great Dagna, get to work on my stuff. And her arguments with the Smith are hilarious. Cause he's just like, I I hit metal with a hammer. That's <laughs> what I do. I'm very good. At, I'm very good at hitting metal with a hammer. It's but it's, it's what yeah, it, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> That's the fellow that like... you got dragon scale armor from out of Denerum in the first game. Yes,
1: it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, it's just. I She's did miss going,
2: sand, no, no Sandal, though. No crazy, oh, I know. you know, standing in a room with blood everywhere.
1: I did think Chadman? it was hilarious the way the build up to um, oh, Dagna was like, we found a dwarf. It's a bit crazy. Uh, there are explosions <laughs> everywhere. And you're just like, oh, brilliant. They found Sandal. This is going to be great. It's me and Sandal again, blowing things up. This is going to oh. be brilliant. And then it's just like, nope. Nope, it's not Sandal at all, it's the other mad dwarf. <laughs> Which
0: makes a question. Like like how no... many dwarves are yeah. mad? Because it seems like a majority of them are just bonkers.
1: That's because the main dwarven economy is run by Lyrium trade. And Lyrium, luckily for dwarves, because they are magic persistent. Okay, humans, the raw lyrium kills outright just by being next to it. With dwarves, it just makes them go a little nutty.
2: Hooray! They have to have a special container and you put that special container in a second special container <laughs> in order to handle the raw lyrium and these are dwarves
1: yeah. that are resistant to it.
2: Yay mining.
1: Because here is my theory. Oh. lirium is the maker. It made the stone which made the proto things which includes the dwarves which became humans, elves, and dwarves.
2: And then romanced then- Andraste?
1: Yeah, why not? She was really into the earth. She was hippie lady. Just like, we're... oh, that's the other thing, is that, um... Okay, you find out halfway through that Mithal, uh, Flemeth, the witch, the witch of the wild from all three games, it's actually the elven god Mithal, who is the mother god, who is also, okay, this is... Who I have always had this theory, is actually Andraste, because she is immortal and keeps sending... Um, she stays immortal by keeping... Sending her soul into the bodies of her daughters, keeping herself alive. Okay, the according to the Elven, it yeah you realise that, Flemeth is the Elven god, Mythal, who is essentially what in the Elven beliefs to be the bride of the uh, the creator. Okay, which that goes with the whole Andraste thing.
0: You've brought everything to a circle.
1: Per- yeah. Dragon Ages are a giant circle. The maker is Lyrium. Everything is crazy. Everyone is dwarves.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no. No. <laughs> no. No. Elf elf. no. no. Definitely Dalish. Thanks.
1: I th- Personally, I think from how human Cole became, my theory is all of the things within the world are were spirits originally who became more and more human, or more and more like whatever it is that they're next to.
0: Uh huh.
1: So, dwarves became more like the earth, and humans are like the middle ground, and elves stayed more spirit-like. Which is why the elves were immortal. But I have no basis for this at all. This is just my <laughs> theory.
2: <laughs> Canari are like dragons. Yay, dragons! Canari,
1: yeah, dragons. See... Canari. Did you get that bit from Iron Bull saying that yes. the thing which Canari came from? are nothing like what Kanari are now. I want to see because the Canari are apparently fleeing south from whatever it is the original uh, Yeah, the original things that became the Canari became. It's like they split into Kanari and these monster creatures. I want to see that.
0: Future DLC well, we might
2: sure. or future games since
0: they obviously games.
1: gonna
2: be more since the Godchild really didn't do anything. Future
0: DLC that leads into future games.
1: What do you mean the godchild didn't do anything? Solus ate the godchild.
0: I'm sorry, but every time you say godchild, I instantly think of the stupid little kid from Mass Effect 3.
1: Yep, and Solus ate the crap out of it. Job done. Well done, Solus. The child is still there,
2: but he ate, yeah, he ate the godchild within the spirit part of him.
1: That's true. The old god soul, which Flemeth had put in her child, got eaten by Solus, or absorbed. I don't, just, how many gods are inside Solus now? He's got Methal, he's got uh the dread wolf, and he's got an old god. So he is three gods in oh, one true. dude. Room for
3: more. He's
2: he's kinda hungry.
3: <laughs> he's a hungry guy. Yum nom nom it's nom. Now
2: did you have Solus? Did you ever get the conversation between Solus and Blackwell? Um, where Blackwell says okay, Solas, so you're friends with spirits in the Fade. He's like, yes. He's like, so have you been more than friends with spirits in oh, the God. Fade? <laughs> and he goes, what? Are are you 12? And he goes, did, I guess that's my answer. And he goes, shut up. And he goes, and, and uh, Blackwell goes, so now who's 12? <laughs> Blackwell,
1: Blackwell was a really interesting character.
2: He was. That all the characters in this game are very interesting
1: I feel really bad because it turns out Blackwall isn't really a Grey Warden okay which means whenever I selected him to be my tank against Darkspawn I am sending him in such danger because he's not immune to the Blight that's just it's such a stupid lie it's like right I'm gonna select you for every Darkspawn based quest now Mr. Grey Warden guy it's just nope he is not a Grey Warden oh it's so good So good, guys. So good. (laughs) You've heard it here. Well,
2: even you had like even that Sutherland guy, you know, who that he was like in the inn and you and you talk to him every so often. And then he's like, we can we can do stuff for you, boss. We can go we can go do missions and stuff. And then it shows up on the war table. And if you go back and continue talking to him, he's just this little NPC off to the side. Mm -hmm. And it's just cool that even like that little character has... You have interactions with them and they have a backstory and, you know, he grows as, you know, the character grows. I just think that's so cool.
1: I may have carried on my streak as the world's worst general and commanded the Grey Wardens into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. did, you have, did you have your entire yeah. Dalish clan wiped out? <laughs> I didn't I, I
1: did get a Dalish clan.
2: Uh, my Dalish oh, clan got wiped wrong. out because I made the wrong decisions. I should
1: have listened to Colin. oh no (laughs) it's so good Uh, (laughs) i did i mean i had i that must be a race-based one because i had carter connections
2: yeah and if you're human it's your it's your distant relatives on the war table that you get those missions like that
1: i had the carter pressing me because like um excuse me lady dash we kind of sent you to this meeting place in order to get a Lirium deal. Where's our Lirium deal? How much money do you owe us now? It's just, it was awesome. They were just blackmailing me the whole way through. It's just like, oh, come on, guys. I'm the bloody head of the Inquisition now. And yeah, I got them on my side eventually, which was great, but... The idea, Cullen could have just killed them all. It's just like, yeah, get rid of that guy. It's just, it's great. It's really good. No, he inquis- said
2: that the that it should have been... Yeah, you know, we should have reinforced the castle where they were. And I was I was trying to be very diplomatic and I was letting Josephine and and Liliana do their thing a lot of times. And no, I should have listened to Cullen that time. We should have fortified womp, the castle. Womp. Yeah,
0: you killed off your clan. So sorry.
2: Because I, <laughs> did, I didn't listen to my boyfriend. Moral
0: of the story, <laughs> listen to your boyfriends, girls.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, 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 yeah! Nothing could possibly go wrong.
0: I don't see a problem with this plan at all, ever.
3: Yeah.
0: How hard can it be?
1: It'll <laughs> <That'll> be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Which means
0: it really won't be, and it's only going to get worse.
3: Which means, holy crap, here it comes. Yep.
0: Well, I think that's gonna about do it for us, cause we've been yabbering on for about an hour now about Dragon <laughs> Age Inquisition and the awesomeness that is that game. Awesome. If you haven't it's played awesome. it, please do play it. And if if you did a shot, it, then why it. are you listening to this? Because we just ruined like most of the story for you, but that's okay.
3: Oh my, my gosh. God. Silly. You. Yeah,
0: poor people. <laughs> um, but from everyone here at Digital Critical Gaming we wish you a Merry Christmas Happy Holidays and we are taking the rest of the year off
2: <laughs> Hooray!
3: See you next <laughs> year, Let's get everyone. a review to... and... <laughs> Kira, thanks for joining us We appreciate mm-hmm. you coming
0: Hopefully we can have you in guys more podcasts because, you know, having you around is pretty cool. That good would be fun. nice So, for Mikey, Dan, Kara, and myself, thank you for listening. Good night! Good night! night, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas!